the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Isaiah 40, those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run, they shall not be weary. They shall walk, they shall not faint. Those who wait upon the Lord. And I've said it many times, those who wait upon the Lord means those who trust in the Lord or those who serve the Lord. Those who wait upon the Lord like a waitress. Like a waitress will wait upon those that she is serving. A waitress waits to serve. Waiting there means to serve. Waiting there means to trust. Those who trust in the Lord. Those who wait. Those who wait on the Lord. Will mount up with wings. They will not be discouraged. Why are they waiting on the Lord? They are waiting on the Lord to say. Okay. What the Lord will ask them to do. Just like a waitress. Waits upon those that she is serving. And they say, oh, I need more salt. Oh, can I get more water? Oh, can I get more rice? Oh, can I get, you know, another plate? Oh, can I have these? Can I have that? You know, and the waitress is just stationed right there to see, to hear what those people will ask for because she's a waitress. She's waiting on them. Those who wait on the Lord, those who serve the Lord, they will mount up with wings like eagles. They are not running on their own. They are not doing things on their own by themselves. They are running because the Lord is asking them to run. They are running errands because the Lord is saying, do this, do that, do this. They are serving the Lord. They will not lose gas. They will not lose strength. They will not be discouraged. They are not running on their own. If they are running on their own, they will lose strength. They will lose gas. Amen. Hallelujah. Hmm. So that scripture, don't forget it, Isaiah 64, verses 4 and 5. The Lord meets those who do righteousness. The Lord will attend to their needs because they also remember the ways of God. They remember God's no, problems, so to say. Amen. Hallelujah. See, man's first two concerns of trust are provision and protection man's first two concerns of trust are provision and protection and i want to say to you you can trust god for your protection and provision you can trust god for your protection and provision yeah you can trust god for your life for your protection you can trust god for your life for your protection you can trust god for your livelihood you can trust god for your provision you can trust God for your life, for your protection. He will keep you. He will preserve your life. You can trust him for your protection. Yes, you can trust him with your life, for your life. You can trust him for your provision. You can trust him for your livelihood, for what you will eat. You can trust him. You see, right from the story and the record of creation in Genesis 1, we see that God, cares about man's needs right from genesis we can see that god 
cares about our needs. God cares about our needs. How? God first of all made the inhabitable, unhabitable earth habitable. He restored the earth. After restoring the earth, he created things. He made things. Ever before he created man, he already provided for the needs of man. He provided all that man would need even before he was created. That's a very thoughtful, caring God. Mm. God has already thought about your needs. And has already taken care of your needs even before you are created. Even before you are created. Before you are born. Before you are born, he is already taking care of your needs. Even before you open your mouth and say, I need these. God has already taken care of those things. The other day we looked at how God took care of their water needs and God already took care of it by providing the rock Jesus right just right there for them. Of course they did not know that. But the moment Moses cried to the Lord, the Lord said, just go right there. Go to the rock. And that rock followed them. The rock that followed them from Egypt to Canaan was the provision for them. Jesus is that rock. Jesus is that rock. God has already provided your needs. God thinks about us. God thinks about you. The scripture says in Psalm 139 verse 17, How precious, how precious also are your thoughts to me, O God. How great is the sum of them. Psalm 139 verse 17, How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God. How great is the sum of them. God thinks about you. God thinks about me. Isn't that wonderful? Of all the billions of people on earth. Of all the billions of people on earth. God thinks about me. Who am I? Amen. You know this happens to all of us. I, I think it, you know, it, this would have happened to you before. You, you know, Somebody remembers you. Maybe remembers your name. And be like. You remember my name? It's like you think they are too busy or they are too big and you are too small that they won't even remember you. Amen. It has happened to me before that I'll be like, hmm, wow, this person remembers me. Wow. Am I that important? Because they are so big. They are they seem so busy. They seem so so important and you feel so so unimportant and they remember you. They remember your face. They, they remember something you told them. They're like, no, now you feel important. Go, God thinks about you. Amen. How about that? In fact, God is so high up there, the scripture says, and he humbles himself to look at us. God cares about you. You can trust him. You can trust him because he is thinking about you. He thinks about you. Revelations for a trusting work with the Lord. God is the only one who knows your needs. God is the only one who knows your needs. Your deepest desires. He is the only one who knows. Who knows. Your real fulfilling needs. Your real fulfilling needs. Money cannot buy. Your real fulfilling needs. Money cannot buy those things. God knows them. Most of what we call needs are not needs, they are excesses. God is the only one who knows the needs of each person 
And he is the only one who can sufficiently satisfy those needs. The definition of a need is a necessity, a requirement, or you may say a prerequisite. A need is a necessity, a requirement, essential, a requisite or prerequisite. We may think and say that we have many needs, but the truth is, there is only one need that we cannot do without. God is the only need that man can do without. God is the only need that man can do without. In John 15, 5, Jesus puts it like this. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. For without me, you can do nothing. Without me, you can do nothing. This is plain, powerful, and profound. It's so plain, plain truth. It's powerful. It's very profound. Now, if you don't think much about it, you just wave it aside. In your own human mind, in your own you know, kind of mind, try to think about it and understand it. You can't even understand it. It will lead you to a dead end. Your mind will lead you to a dead end. It's only the word of God that can provide a revelation, an understanding of that statement. Evil has no need. He's the only one who can sufficiently satisfy all your needs. And God is the only one who has no need. He who has no need is the only one who can sufficiently satisfy all your needs. If somebody has needs. They have needs to take care of. They cannot sufficiently satisfy your needs. But God is the only one who has no need. He can sufficiently satisfy all your needs. Without the revelation of the, of the words of Jesus, you might think to yourself, I don't need God for everything because I can do some things by myself. You might even say, I can do all things by myself. In fact, not trusting God or lack of trust in God doesn't mean, God, I don't need you. Rather, it goes like this. I can take care of this myself. For the Christian, it is more of a subconscious thing. It's more of a subconscious thing. It's more of an attitude, an inclination or propensity of the heart. Than an intention of the hand. Most of us Christians don't open our mouths and say, I don't need God in this matter. But our attitude and actions show that we are saying we don't need God. Here is the plain truth again. Without God, you can do nothing. Without God, you are nothing. Every man, the scripture says, in his best state, every man in his best state is altogether vanity. Psalm 39 verse 5. Surely, every man at his best state is altogether vanity. Again, we're still looking at those words of Jesus. Without me, you can do nothing. I want you to listen to this. The fact is, there are those who don't believe in God and have been able to do many things. Not because they trusted God, but because God permitted them to do those things. People will praise them. People will praise them. And even thank them. Even honor them. 
But the truth remains, they might have gained the whole world, so to say, but they have lost their soul. And so, in the final analysis, they have gained nothing. So, the truth, the plain truth, powerful and profound, is without me, you can do nothing. Without God, you can do nothing. That which you do without God amounts to nothing at the end of the day. Because vanity. And the wisest man, Solomon, said, Vanity upon vanity, all is vanity. All the labors of man are vanity. It's emptiness. In fact, he says, Of making many books, there is no end. And much study is what? Weariness of the flesh. That doesn't mean don't study. But really, without God, without the life of God in us, whatever it is we achieve, we gain in this world, amounts to nothing. We might have gained the whole world, but really we have gained nothing. 